All right, all right, all right. It is day 49 of the Online Bible Reading Club, and we are on Leviticus 23 and 24 and Mark 1, 1 through 22 today. We're starting a new gospel. Hey, so as we're getting into it, it's Justin again, Full Live Athlete Pastor. We want to bring you the Bible and help you understand it, help you to know God through it, and we're going to read it every day so that we can know Him. All right, well, did you know that being a believer in Christ puts you uh, in, a, in a new people, a people who are people of parties, a people who are, are a people of participation. You are a partying, participating person in the people of God and knowing Him. You're a party person. That's what Leviticus 23 means. If you look at it, I'm going to go speeding through the chapter 23 and all the verses because it really has seven festivals or parties that God's people are commanded to participate in. And these are Old Covenant uh, parties that are fulfilled in Christ. Now, the first one is not really a party, but it's a daily uh, calendar uh, division that we make. It's the, it's the Lord's Day, number one. You look at verses one through three, the Sabbath day which is every, seven, every seventh day in the Old Covenant, every first day in the New Covenant, uh, it's, it's to rest from our labors and, and devote, devote a whole day to the Holy Convocation, a meeting with God, worship with Him, where we rest from our work and, and worship Him. And that's why, because the Lord God, who didn't need to rest, orders the creation week and hey, six days He makes the world and, and all that's in it, the creation, and he rests on the seventh day. And that's a pattern for us forevermore to rest so that we know that God made us, we didn't make ourselves, and he is our maker. We must rely upon him. So that's number one. Number two, look at verse four through eight, the Passover. And this is key. This is their whole identity is that they have been set free from slavery and brought out through God's grace. In Exodus 12, 17, it says, I have set you free, therefore do this Passover thing, which involves the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Uh, because they were, they're getting out, they didn't have time to leaven the bread, so there you go. This is, this is essential to know that he's not only our creator, the first one, but the second one, is that he is our uh, redeemer. He sets us free from slavery. Okay, that's number two. Number three. You've got the first fruits, 9 through 14. You think, well, okay, now we're getting into very abstract things here. Uh, I'm not agricultural. I don't get this. Well, okay, so he wants them to know when they go into the land uh, that he is the one who blesses them with the harvest. He's going to bless us. He, he's, we're absolutely dependent upon him. He's sovereign. He's pro, his providential hand guides them and blesses them to have uh, any kind of fruit. And that is what the festival of the first fruits is about the feast of the first fruits that is so then we got the fourth one and this is where it gets really interesting 50 days later they're they're commanded to participate in the feast of weeks now what is that well it's 50 days later so seven weeks after the first fruits then the full harvest is going to be brought in and that's that's what in the new testament is known as pentecost now god has this agricultural illustration to really teach us about the gospel. If you hear nothing else at 3.40 and after of this video, you've got to hear this. This is unbelievable. So in the New Testament, in the gospel, Jesus dies and is resurrected. And so his death and resurrection, which is the center of the gospel, 
50 days later, what happens? Well, he tells his disciples to go and wait in Jerusalem and he will send the Spirit. At, this, at the festival of Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, 50 days later, what happens? The blessings of the death and resurrection of Jesus rain down on the people. Their hearts are changed. They speak the gospel. All those that are gathered, the nations, hear it. Isn't that amazing? The fruit of the work, of the harvest, comes in. It says, I'm going to send workers for the, because the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. He's going to create workers where there weren't any workers, and he's going to bless them. Isn't that amazing? So, so he, the, the, these very festivals in 15 through, uh, 9 through 22 of Leviticus 23 foreshadow and picture that there's going to be the first fruits of the resurrection, which is what we're made for. Jesus in 1 Corinthians 15 is what Jesus is called. And then there's going to be the harvest or the, uh, the full harvest when the people uh, are going to experience the blessings of the death and resurrection poured out upon them. That's what the Pentecost represents. The whole beauty of the work of Christ, the death and resurrection, and the sending of the Spirit is foreshadowed in these very middle festivals of three uh, and four. So he's our creator, he's our redeemer, and he's the one who gives us a harvest uh, ultimately, and he's going to bring the one who's going to bring us the, the Holy Spirit, which is going to lead into the next thing, which is that uh, he's the one who brings us a new year, which is the festival of the trumpets. Okay, and so that and that's going to lead them into celebrating uh, the next festival. It's to mark the year out, new year. It's called Rosh Hashanah. And then the next one is going to be called Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, the sixth one. So, the, so the, the, the next two are linked very specifically, the trumpets and the Day of Atonement. Now, Day of Atonement, ten days later, and on that, the priests are going to go through this whole thing. We've talked about it. Go back to Leviticus 16 to learn about it. And then what's going to happen on this one? Is this the only one in verses 29 to 30 where it says that participation is mandatory? If you, if you drop this one, if you decide, I'm going to work and not participate in this one, it says you'll be cut off from the people of God. You have no part with them. You'll be destroyed. Why? Because the Day of Atonement pictures the work of Christ in that you must have your sins atoned for if you're going to relate to God. So it's mandatory. Now this is just a picture of it, but the reality is if you do not participate in the, in the, resur in the atoning work of Christ through faith, you have no part with Him and you will be destroyed. The very words there that represent this, this festival are good for teaching us that we need faith in Christ. And that's the sixth festival, which leads us into, hey, we're not just saved to get out of hell. We're not just saved from our sins, but we're saved, verse 7, or, or festival 7, for the festival of booths, or what the festival of booths represents, dwelling with God. He's our creator. He sets us free. He gives us the harvest of the Spirit through the atoning, uh, founded in the atoning work of Christ to lead us into a new day and for a life with Him and a life of enjoying Him, which is what we're made for. That's what the festival of booze points to. They rest from their work for seven days and have all these joyful occasions and worship that they do in order to represent 
the ultimate new heaven and new earth, which is where the where the Holy Spirit's work is moving us. So the the, the cross to the descending of the or the resurrection, death, the resurrection of Jesus to the descending of the Spirit to ultimately a new heaven and new earth where there'll be no temple, there'll be no mediation. The curtain temple is torn. We read about that the other day, and Christ will dwell in the midst of His people forevermore. He is a God who tabernacles with people. He's a God who speaks with people. And that's good news. This all occurs because he's full of grace and love for his people that he set upon them before they were ever born. Okay, now moving on to, we're going to drop through 24. We could talk about that. If you've got questions about the next chapter of Leviticus, that's great. But we're going to, for time's sake, we're going to skip through it today. And we'll move on to the gospel. When you get to the gospel of Mark, it's a little bit different than Matthew. Matthew's 28 chapters, Mark 16. Mark is the action-packed gospel. And that's very fitting, and I like it because the gospel is not good advice, but it's good news. It's about the actions that Jesus fulfilled. It's the, it's the work that he did for our sake. And we need to know of the work that he did, the things he did, rather than uh, good advice. Because our problem is not that we don't know enough. It's that we must be redeemed, that we must be brought into fellowship with God because we're slaves to sin. So how is he going to set us free? through the life, death, resurrection, and Christ's sending of the Spirit to give us new hearts, to make us born again so we can embrace this gospel. That is the gospel. As you see that it says there, John in, in verse 1-8 says that this gospel, this good news, is going to culminate when Jesus is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He's going to make you to know Him. And what is it? what happens in verse 11? The the word of God comes down from heaven. God speaks to the people there in the presence uh, there of Jesus' baptism, baptism. and that's the, that's the goal here. He, he, we participate in him. Ultimately, this passage ultimately culminates in Jesus calling uh, disciples to participate in his work. So let's go back to it, the beginning. You Did you know that you are partiers participating in the people of God? You are with God. He dwells with you. And that's how you put a bow on this whole thing. The good news is not just that we get out of hell. That is great news. But we get to know God and dwell with Him forevermore. And you don't have to wait for, the, for heaven for that to happen. That happens right now as we hear His Word together and the Holy Spirit is at work in it. We get to know God through the Bible. All right. Hope that helps you guys to understand these very neglected words in Leviticus and then to know this much neglected gospel in Mark. But let's look at it uh, together. Let's keep moving through it. We're going to be on day 50 the next time, and that is a great accomplishment. Praise the Lord. Give Him the glory and enjoy Him as you read through the Scripture with us. So thanks for joining the Online Bible Reading Club today. If you're watching to the end and you enjoyed this and appreciate it, hit the like, hit the subscribe button, turn the notifications on, and share it with friends. Uh, get others reading the Bible with you. And we'll have another uh, Q&A uh, live stream coming up very soon. All right, God bless you guys. Take care. We'll see you on day 50. Take care.